Hello, I'm Tamsin and welcome back to English Sound Building, the advanced pronunciation podcast where you do the work to build muscle, muscle memory and master new sounds. As we say every week, always remember that successful communication is possible in any one of the thousands of global English accents and there is no ideal. We're here to have fun playing with sound. If you'd find it useful to read as you listen, you can find a script for this podcast on my Patreon page. That's www.patreon.com slash English Brick by Brick. You'll find the link in the episode notes. Everything's free on there. Just scroll down on the main page. I am a one-person team writing, recording and editing these podcasts in my free time, though. So thank you so much to those of you who are able to support me on there. So over the last few weeks, we've looked at the sh, zh, ch and j sounds in individual words. But we also find them a lot and a lot more, in fact, in the case of zh in particular, in connected speech. So what is connected speech? It's a blanket term for all the changes that happen to sounds when we speak at speed where the environment the sounds are in can affect how they're pronounced. Can is the key word here. Connected speech tends to be produced inconsistently. So we have to learn two or more pronunciation patterns for many words, the way they would be pronounced in isolation and the way or ways in which the sounds within them may change depending on those around them. This can be frustrating for learners and can be difficult, especially when listening. It also means, though, that learning about connected speech can be one of the most rewarding things because it will really help unlock higher level listening skills. In terms of producing the features of connected speech, this is a personal choice. If you never produce connected speech at all, it will not affect people's ability to understand you. However, if you are aiming for speech which is perceived as more fluent, or if you're one of those people who enjoys aiming for an English from England accent, you'll probably have a lot of fun playing with the way these sounds change and notice quite a difference in the feeling of the words and sentences in your mouth as you master these, uh, these features of connected speech. The type of connected speech we're talking about today is called assimilation. And this is where a sound takes on the characteristics of a neighboring sound. But don't worry too much about the technical terms here. It's much more important to know what the sounds do. And as the first time we've looked at connected speech throughout today's episode, your main task is just to listen and try to recognize where the connected speech is happening. The script will really help with that. So please do open it up if you need to. If you do find that you're able to recognize where the connected speech is happening and you're able to do the repetitions as well, that's a fantastic bonus. But don't worry if repetition is a step too far for you today. Keep coming back to it and you will get there. So let's start by thinking about the sh and j sounds in connected speech. And in fact, we'll start with because we said back in episode 19 that although there aren't many individual words with the sound, it's not at all an uncommon sound in spoken English because it happens where words run together. Uh, and this happens where we have a z sound before a y or a sh sound. For example, can you hear how the question, is your brother here? The z on is becomes when read next to the y in your. Is your brother here? Listen and repeat. 
all of today's listening is sentence level. All of today's repetition is sentence level. So as always, I'll read each sentence once slowly so you can hear the individual words and then at a natural pace for you to repeat before pausing, uh, repeating again at that more natural pace and pausing again for you to repeat. And the sounds will obviously change from the slow reading to the faster reading. That's exactly what we're thinking about this week. Sentence one is that example we just looked at. Is your brother here? Is your brother here? Is your brother here? Sentence two. His shoulder hurts. His shoulder hurts. His shoulder hurts. And it can be a little bit more difficult in this case to distinguish that you are making a zh sound. You may feel like you're simply missing off that of the of the his completely and starting with sh shoulder but that you wouldn't hear the voice there on the sh at all so his shoulder hurts not his shoulder hurts the zh, the voicing of that zh is there it's just very very short and very very subtle before the voice is turned off to make the sh in this case because the two sounds are made in exactly the same way in the mouth there's no kind of break at all between the two sounds they do simply run from one to the other and it is just a case of switching the voice off his shoulder hurts sentence three choose your favorite choose your favorite choose your favorite Sentence four, these shells are beautiful. These shells are beautiful. These shells are beautiful. And sentence five, that was yesterday. That was yesterday. That was yesterday. Well done, now let's move on to sh in connected speech. This is similar to the way z changes to z before a sh or y sound. So s definitely changes to sh before a y sound. And we have two sentences to look at that. Sentence number one, this yellow one, this yellow one. This yellow one. And sentence two. She's the boss, you know. She's the boss, you know. She's the boss, you know. And then before a sh sound, s will also change, but it will itself change to a sh. So here we could definitely argue that we do then just um, result in just one sound. But I still want you to practice producing and listening to the sounds because it will still really help with your listening. So we have three sentences to practice these. Sentence one. This should help. This should help. This should help. 
sentence two, a close shot, a close shot, a close shot. And sentence three has two of them, the dress shops shut, the dress shop shut. The dress shop shut. Well done. So let's now move on to thinking about the sounds ch and j in connected speech. And again, things are quite similar to the way in which s and z change to sh and j. This time we'll start with the voiceless ch sound. And this we find where a t sound is again followed by a y sound. Listen and repeat. Don't you like him? Don't you like him? Don't you like him? Sentence two. Eat your breakfast. Eat your breakfast. Eat your breakfast. Sentence three, he hasn't left yet. He hasn't left yet. He hasn't left yet. Sentence four, let yourself relax. Let yourself relax. Let yourself relax. And sentence five, the cat you likes here. The cat you likes here. The cat you likes here. So I should comment on this ch sound that this is complicated by the fact that we may also drop the t sound instead, in which case, of course, the assimilation wouldn't happen. So I may say either don't you like him or don't you like him? or let yourself relax, or let yourself relax. So in terms of listening, that's yet another pattern that we need to match to the same meaning. And then finally, let's think about the j sound. And you may now be able to guess that we find this j sound where a d sound is followed by a y sound. This often happens in would, could, and should questions. Sentence one. Could you help? Could you help? Could you help? Sentence two. Should you be here? Should you be here? Should you be here? And sentence three. Would you like to come. Would you like to come? Would you like to come? It also often happens in did you questions. Sentence one, did you go? Did you go? Did you go? And sentence two, did you see my text? Did you see my text? 
Did you see my text? And in fact, in these did you questions, there's often a further um, change as well to the pronunciation in that the did will actually become just d. So that id um, part is completely elided. We still see the same thing then happening with that d and the y, but instead of did you go, we may also just get do you go? Do you go? Or for sentence two, do you see my text? Do you see my text? So it's only context then that really tells us that these are past simple questions. And similar to that, in the present tense, the d also often changes to j in do you questions, because again, we're not pronouncing that schwa, that uh form in the do weak form, d. Instead, we're connecting straight through to the next consonant. Two sentences to practice that one. Sentence one, do you like him? Do you like him? Do you like him? And sentence two, do you live near here? Do you live near here? Do you live near here? And you'll have realised from that that there may, in that case, be no audible difference between a past simple did you question and a present simple do you one. And this can be really tricky when listening and can confuse learners who don't realise that they're hearing a past tense because it doesn't sound like what they expect of one. So that's just one example of the way in which learning these pronunciation patterns is so important, not only in terms of how you sound when you speak English yourself, but in terms of how you listen to the language spoken at speed as well. Of course, this d to j um, change can happen in other places as well, and we'll look at some of those now. Listen and repeat. Sentence one. He phoned yesterday. He phoned yesterday. He phoned yesterday. Sentence two. I found your coat. I found your coat. I found your coat. Sentence three. I like flavoured yoghurt. I like flavoured yoghurt. I like flavoured yoghurt. Sentence four. She loved yoga. She loved yoga. She loved yoga. And sentence five. This is the bread you bought. This is the bread you bought. This is the bread you bought. And then finally, where a d sound is followed by a sh sound, you may also feel that it becomes a j. And again, this tends to be a very, very subtle thing, just noticeable where the voicing of the d is carried over into the beginning of the sh, giving that j feel. Sentence one. Could she hear him? Could she hear him? 
Could she hear him? Sentence two. Did she like it? Did she like it? Did she like it? Sentence three. He seemed shocked. He seemed shocked. He seemed shocked. Sentence four. They preferred sugary foods. They preferred sugary foods. They preferred sugary foods. And sentence five. It's a round shape. It's a round shape. It's a round shape. As you're listening to yourself repeating those, see if you can hear that j sound coming through. And if you can't, don't worry. I have to admit, I don't think I always can in my own speech either. Well done. That is the end of this week's workout. This was a first introduction to connected speech, and I know that it can be a lot to wrap your thoughts around at first. If you found it overwhelming, try not to panic. We'll continue to break it down over the next few seasons, and you will get there. If you felt quite comfortable with what you did, I really encourage you to practice listening and speaking in the real world this week. And as you do so, to see if you can notice any times where these sounds occur in connected speech, either in your listening or even in your own speech. As always, don't forget to practice the exercises from the podcasts as often as possible to build muscle and muscle memory. And if you find it easy, speed the podcast up. If you need more time, slow it down. If you're new here and you'd like to follow me on social media, come find me on Instagram or Facebook at English Brick by Brick. I'm not super active on there at the moment, but there are loads of old posts you can look back over for advanced English help. And I do read your messages over there, so feel free to contact me. And as I said at the beginning, you'll also find me on Patreon as well as the script for this podcast at www.patreon.com slash English Brick by Brick. In previous episodes this season, I've also encouraged you to come check out my teaching link on italki, where I teach my online classes. I am fully booked on italki again right now, but if you were hoping to have classes at some point, please do get in touch with me, send me a message, and I'll be able to let you know when I next have availability in my schedule. We will be back next week with a new sound completely. We're going to be looking at the two different L sounds in English. Enjoy sound building, and I'll see you then. Bye.